fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Horror on the Orient Express. It's available from Chaosium. I am the Keeper of the Secrets, and this is episode 40. Our recap will be given by Keith Craig as his character, Gunter Bloch. So, without any further delays, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Keith? From the Journal of Gunter Block. I don't believe in ghosts. Check that. I used to not believe in ghosts. I was brought into the Arcane Society because of my skill with illusions and stage magic could debunk most of the cases rather quickly and have us back in time for dinner. My struggles with this belief started with that damn ghost ship in New England. I couldn't explain it then, and I still can't. Then we got roped into this trans-European trek by Dr. Smythe has has really shaken me up. After the very strange occurrence at, at dinner, we rested for the night. The next day, we, we started making plans to try and figure out what, he, what it meant by Marco Polo, and we discovered that the Turks were still watching us. They were up on the balcony looking down, down into the lobby at us. We managed to shake them and, and at the same time discover that there is a Marco Polo street here in Trieste. Once we got got there, we found a building with the carved figure above its, its doorway. This has to be the place. And luckily for us, it was for rent, and the property manager was right next door. She allowed us the key because she didn't want to get into this damn cold weather that seems to be relentless in this city. I'd hate to tell her, but the building needs a lot of work if they're going to be able to actually rent rent it out. I was too nervous to go up the steps to the second floor as I I feared they might break underneath my girth. While we were looking around, suddenly Winkleman's ghost, there's no other explanation for what it was, descended the steps, then went to the basement where a theater was built. The apparition went to a spot on the floor and then put almost as if it was an echo of the past he put the amulet that we were looking for and hit it hit it thursday quickly jumped over there searched and found a loose stone and lo the amulet was still there the amulet that winkleman had stated they needed to go to the caverns around postumea deciding to leave asap we had our luggage sent to the strain to the train station where we saw more of the those of the Turks, one of them came up behind a uh, a local man, and suddenly his shirt turned red as he was stabbed through the heart from and taken away. Thursday and I had had enough, and we follow, followed them to a large residence, not one to cause too much trouble. We snuck around back, and there was a god awful smell. Looking through the rubbish cans. We found skinned and dissected bodies thrown away. Maybe I should get a gun. All right, and you've reconvened in the hotel room across the street from the from the yes. uh, uh, train station. What are you going to do? Is your train still what a couple of hours away? Yeah. 
So what I propose we do, gentlemen, is um, perhaps call the uh, the porters, the people at the express, and say that um, uh, we've had a change of plans, um, and we'd like to hire a car to drive us around this lovely countryside for a while, mm -hmm. and have them. Send Make their bags over here. Hire, a, hire a car and then we can be driven to Ostumia and reboard the Orient Express there away from all these loathsome people waiting for us at the station. And Dr. Neruda, your assumption then is that it was someone at our hotel that tipped off our Turkish opponents? I I believe so. I don't because... I don't know how how information um got about. I don't remember if we mentioned to um the individual who owned the uh Termona. Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned to Termona that we were that we came on the Orient Express. I don't know that he did, although probably just with timing and so on, it's something that could be readily assumed. But the question is now why they are waiting on the platform now and being so uh, paranoid themselves that they are stabbing a stranger on the platform in advance of potentially his interfering with us. My thought was the men seemed to be lingering, yes? Watchful before he was stabbed? Yeah. I think maybe he's the official law enforcement or some other faction, and this is why they acted so peremptorily when it's rather dangerous to start stabbing well, people I in feel, a public place. I feel as though there's... He, he looked like just a man, dangerous... a, an Italian man There's was stabbed. It's almost as if we stumbled into a, a dangerous clash between the Brotherhood of the Skin and Tremona's cult. It's an interesting hypothesis, not without its merits. If we like want... Yes, oh, I'm just thinking, if we want to throw them off our back, maybe we can place an anonymous phone call to the police to look into the uh, the trash bins right next to that address. we uh, uh, Gunther and I have the address, location of that house. And even if they get rid of the bodies, you know, they'd have to do a really good job to get rid of all of that stinking stuff. So with the police snooping around the Turkish, not embassy, but that house, it might get them to kind of try to be more uh, subdued in their activities, giving us more of a free hand to get away. Mm. It's yeah. a matter of, of of time, though. We could place this call immediately. Blackshirt's going into that house is one thing, but that's not going to stop the people who are lurking at the train. 
Well, it wouldn't stop, but it would get them to think twice. They might think that, wow, the authorities are now looking into us. They're going to be scouring. They'll need to be I, more. I, I don't think, I don't think you kill a man in broad daylight and stash bodies in trash cans if you're planning to be around for a while. I don't think they particularly care about being terribly elusive in this. Yeah, in fact, the, the fine home that you saw the bodies behind might belong to one of the men whose bodies the redhead man has stolen. Yeah. So maybe the house has been empty of its normal occupants for some time. It is true, however, if uh, they do intend to use that residence, that the group on the platform might be summoned to assist with a police incursion. Likewise, I mean, what if we tell staff at this hotel we just saw a man being stabbed on the platform? If there are 15 or 20 local police authorities on the platform, I will feel less anxious about boarding a train. And in two hours, maybe they'll have been mopped up or fled. Whereas yeah. if we rent a car and we are alone on the road to Postumia, and then two cars of them with Tommy guns come behind us, I don't know. Uh, we have lost the benefit of being in a city. And we are separated from our things, potentially. Do we have a sense that, because uh, I... I'm pretty sure most of the police forces were different than the black shirts. Does this town have more of the police force as the black shirts, or is it two separate things? Entities, there, there's the police, there, and then there's a political party with their strongmen being the black shirts. That's that's the case. There are there okay. are town policemen, and then there are the black shirts. Okay. So and the and this is yeah so twenty three so but because yeah, of the political situation they don't really clash with one another yeah They're kind of both on the same side okay mm -hmm. they use different tactics yeah I I think our focus should be how we're going to get out of this city as safely as possible and. Yeah. Yeah. Come to think of it, if we have the police, maybe even pulling in the black shirts, that could backfire on us and get us all bogged down, too. Yeah. I do not see how we board the Orange Express as planned from that platform without having the redhead man and at least four of his servants joining us on the train and we have found before the train is not necessarily a very secure place it's very hard to get off yeah I if we had some if we had anyone here that we trusted who could arrange for a rental vehicle i would feel differently well, but we, we have... don't know We have plenty of fun, funds from Smythe. What if we just bought a vehicle and drove it to Postumia? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty well set financially as well. I, I money wouldn't be much, especially uh, versus the 
the Italian lira at this time. I believe he gave you 50,000 um, English pounds, pound silver, pound yeah. sterling. Pound sterling. Yeah. And uh, you've barely scratched the surface of it. Yeah. Our our most expensive uh, excursions took place while we were unconscious. After all, <laughs> uh, I think this is interesting. And also, as far as we can tell, they have not located us in this hotel yet. No, they know of our previous hotel, and they are mm -hmm. waiting for us on the platform. But it is unlikely unlikely that they have anyone on the staff here in their pockets. If someone on the is this hotel has a friend or a cousin who can sell us a, a small or a sedan vehicle, then I don't know how, again, the, the moment would be when our luggage was removed from the train platform. We would still have to deal with that point of contact, but without any warning, we might have a hard time getting a vehicle to follow us. Well, so if we if we call the call the express and say, Sorry, we're actually going to stay a few more days, transfer our luggage here for the time being, and then our luggage arrives. We don't actually check into the hotel. We go out the back and get into a car and leave. Yeah, or uh, we have a devil of a time following us then. I mean, or we could have most of our luggage put on the Orient Express, take a car, because then it looks like we're still planning on taking the train because our luggage got on there. Not, not of course, my valuable torso. I wouldn't want, I'd want to take that in the car, but everything that's else. A I mean, lot, that's a lot. That's a lot because you've got, you've each got steamer trunks filled mm -hmm. with clothes and stuff. Yeah. And so just have those go onto the train. And then that way the Turks think that, hey, their, their luggage is still going on the train. They must be on here. We must have just missed them getting on the train. Well, they would have no way of knowing it was your luggage anyway. Yeah. Luggage is luggage. They, they don't. Yeah. They remove a couple of steamer trunks and move them elsewhere. They don't know that there are steamer trunks. There'll be lots of other people getting on the train as well. Yeah. Other thing is we could just maybe disguise ourselves getting on the train. If we bought five red fezzes, we might really confuse them. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe we let the luggage go to Postumia without us. We tell the Orient Express, bring the luggage off at Postumia. We tell them nothing, and we let them act as though we were boarding. And then they wait for us here, and we take the car. And we pick up our luggage uh, at the train. But it does mean we don't have your limbs mm. and torso. It means you might have to go without your uh, beloved. Makes me nervous. I, I don't think... I, I would be surprised if it's so infiltrated the train offices that they would know if it was our luggage being moved again yeah unless unless so i, so I think i think we can take a car and our luggage with us and not leave it up to well that'd be a that'd be a big car we yeah, can get two cars. five steamer trunks yeah yeah we we'd need to get like a truck and then a car yeah 
you'd have a convoy. Yeah, I say we wire the Orient Express and say uh, we'll pick up our things in Postumia. Mm-hmm. I mean, the tickets yeah, already purchased, yeah. they don't care whether or not we're actually sitting on the train. Yeah, we'll yeah. just work with the hotel concierge to orchestrate our luggage over to the Orient Express. We can well, that's already get... been... Uh, yeah, our but... luggage is already there. We just need yeah. to call... We just get the concierge at this hotel. Yeah. This hotel, we have no reason to think they have infiltrated or are watching. So we ask the concierge to arrange for us a car. We tell them we are meeting our luggage in Postumia. We. And we get out of town an hour at least before the train comes in where they can find out that we are not boarding. I like it. Bingo. Let's go with that. All right. All right. Thursby, so, use your excellent Italian. Or no, Dabrowski. Yes. I am also. Yeah, Dabrowski speaks it even, has a more authentic. So Dorian and Theodore go downstairs and talk to the concierge. And um, he can he can absolutely arrange for your luggage to go on the train and get taken off then again in Postumia. Do you have a place in Postumia you want it to go? Uh, or do you want it to be held in the train station? We may spend we, the night. We don't know yet. Is there a place you recommend? Let me check this handy-dandy uh, traveler's companion for places in Postumia. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see here. Oh, there's not much written up about Postumia. No, it's a, it's not a big stop. It's just a quick stop. Yeah, just have a just keep it at the at the train platform then. Okay. Um. So he arranges for you to get a car. It'll take about half an hour to arrange that. Um. He does. He does warn you to be careful driving because the the pass you have to go up and around through can get snowy, but it's so far it's not really snowy, it's just windy. But that it's 50 miles. It should only take you probably about an hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good, fast Italian car. The train, actually, uh, there are there are smaller trains that go to Postumia as well, uh, but they're much slower because I think you're going uphill. Oh, yeah. So it takes more like uh, two and a half, three hours to get to Postumia by train anyway. All right. Let's get out of this <laughs> godforsaken town. Yeah, yeah. This any way, of, any of us particularly good drivers? Yeah, I got uh, you know what my dad taught me. You know, so I'm pretty basic. Got a little. Yeah, bit. I feel as if if one person doesn't have a lot of experience driving cars, like <laughs> just has some generic, arbitrary <laughs> starting amount of. <laughs> 
yeah. knowledge of operating a vehicle. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. usually I had a driver, so you know I don't know those things. Mm-hmm. Five, but I mean, and, and can I ask you what personal effects are you going to have with you? Uh, well, I would go. I would bring, uh, you know, my uh, camera, which I always like to have with me. I know it's a larger one than we have now, and uh, I have a little. Uh, not like a nightstick, but a. A little bit smaller than a cane, but kind of like a little, little okay. baton. It's probably the best word for it. Well, I'll, uh... Yeah, I think it's a walking stick, that's all. Uh, I should give uh, back to you, perhaps, Theodore, this uh, the notebook and the coin. Maybe you have been missing it. Oh, no, I, I've had the coin I from, uh, yeah. Oh, you took it I, back already? I forgot. Yeah, I grabbed that earlier. But I'll take, yeah, I'll take this lovely book as well. I'll keep that in my coat pocket, but not my not my winter coat because I won't be needing that. I'll actually know. We're going up in no, the mountains. I'm, it's freezing here. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not that bad. But I'll, I'll bring the coat anyway because I want to be able to to uh, holster up uh, one of my uh, my uh, revolvers. So that'll be a personal effect I take as well. And I'll put the other one is wrapped in my luggage. Okay. You said a revolver then? Yeah. I've got a single revolver and it's well hidden. I'm not going to go around uh, like a cowboy style with it. Well, good, because uh, firearms it's are illegal. In, in Ill- exactly. Yeah. I could keep it very discreet, not, not using anything crazy. I'm going to be shooting it. Just for the heck of it. Dorian and Dr. Neruda. I have my pipe, my tobacco, some matches, a pocket watch. Basically just have a pocket watch because my firearm would not be on my person, unlike Theodore. Okay. Um, Oh, Gunther and my hunting knife back too, I think. You had that earlier. Oh, Uh, yeah. There you go. All right. So your plan pretty much goes on without a hitch. Um, uh, your your stuff is going to be loaded. Uh, the the people in the train station are not going to notice anybody getting on that fits your description. You're going to go out the back to the rental car, and you are going to head towards uh, Postumia. The road is rather picturesque, though it is, you know, mountains covered in snow and the wind is blowing. Uh, The car you have is a big, uh, what's it called? Uh, You know, like a gangster car. So it's it's got a canvas top on it. Uh, It's chilly. and you're all, I mean, a little uncomfortable with the coldness, except for uh, Theodore. And uh, I will have whoever's driving to a drive roll. I believe that's Dorian, the highest. Most experience. Yes, let me see. He's actually looked at a car once. I've looked. Where's my... Do we have a time? What time are we? 
What time is the train? Oh, dang it. I just had it open too. Train. Was it three something? Uh, the train leaves Trieste at what? Is that, am I reading that right? 139? Oh, departs uh, at 159. Okay. I will spend the nine look to pass the roll. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, if it leaves there at two, we'll say that it's about one um one o'clock in the afternoon when you arrive in Postumia. Um uh on the way, uh there are a couple of icy places in the road, but Dorian is very fortunate enough to keep the car on the road. There's a couple scary moments, but uh but you get there. And there's very few, there is very little traffic. Um, as you come into Postumia, the wind is a little stronger. The Bora is uh, is trying starting to bear down in the afternoon. And um there aren't that many people on the streets. Um but you're heading towards you see the uh, the signs for the, the caverns. And when you arrive, there are only two other cars in the parking lot. Um, you're thinking maybe with the cold and the wind that it would take quite a bit of, of oomph to uh, to get out. The the only tour of the day is at one thirty, so you are literally within minutes of the one and only tour today. I hope so. Offer coffee as an extra. Um, the vehicles that are here, I suppose it is impossible to tell how long they have been there based on the wind moving the snow around. Not long. Not long. It's, it's like the tourist parking lot, and there's normally enough room here for maybe 30 cars. But uh, it's just not a really nice day for touristy sorts of things. Yeah, but we are not your average tourists, so. and perhaps neither are the members of these other two vehicles. We should be mindful. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's a short climb up to where the entrance of the uh, place is. Um, you have to purchase tickets, which are not expensive at all. Um, there is a gigantic spider web of bars that's the end where the entrance is it's kind of cool you know it looks like a big spider web and there's a gate in the middle of it and um there's a number of art pieces uh that they don't quite explain where they came from though some of them also look like they seem to have had uh incrustation by something one of much those, like the uh, Tremona's pieces yeah one of those pieces that's actually in pretty good condition is a uh is a plaque on the wall uh there's no it's not like a museum so there's not like labels or anything but when you look at the plaque it is rather disturbing oh my huh. it is rather disturbing mm. Those people do not have correct limbs at all. See, I'm making uh, it's, grapes. It's, uh, I'm going to like shudder because that 
is reminding me very much of Tremona. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Very disturbing. Oh, I, I, I'm not sure if this is too late, but one of the one of the things I, I wanted to grab and just throw in my like a little day satchel or whatever is, is a flashlight. Okay, so yeah. That, that would yeah. make sense that we're going to be, you know, in caves and I probably want a flashlight. Sure. Um, so as you're, you're up near this gate, there are uh, two other couples. One is a rather, um, an older couple. It's an older couple, a man and a woman. He looks very almost Bavarian German. Um, he's got a white beard, kind of Santa Clausy looking. Uh, he's dressed in, um, obviously, you know, German fashion. Uh, uh, the other is an Italian couple as well. Um, they they both both couples look rather robust, like uh, like they're brave enough to face the, the weather because they're tourists and they want to see this and mm-hmm. you know they're not they're not the uh, the German fellow comes up he's he's rather uh, affable you know he's like yeah. he's like oh may I ask where you're from uh, I'll I'll greet him uh, I I am a Herr Gunter Block and I'm going to speak in German to, uh, to uh. him. I, and... Uh, Herr Gunter Block, uh, I uh, am originally from Berlin, but now I uh, live in uh, Massachusetts of the in the United States. Well, they're immediately fascinated. You know, mm-hmm. they want to hear all about it. And um, the the Italian couple's a little bit more aloof, um, but uh, you know they're standing nearby and listening, and everything's well seems well and good. Um, uh, after a few minutes, a uh, a tour guide comes out. Um, he's uh, an Italian-looking fellow. Uh, he's rather tall, maybe uh, maybe six foot two. Uh, dark hair, um, rather handsome complexion. Uh, he comes out and he introduces himself. He says, "You know, my name is Carlo. I will be your guide for today." Uh, I have some things to explain to you before we go in. This is about a two-hour tour. And uh, part of it is in rail car. Uh, There was a time when they had originally thought that they might do mining. They installed rail cars, and now we use them simply for the tour. Uh, We will put you in the rail cars. Uh, They will take you to our destination. Uh, which is about 1,500 feet underground. And uh, we will show you the the caverns, and then we will take the rails back to here. Uh, the trip the trip takes a while. It takes about 45 minutes in the rail cars to get there. Um, don't, you know, get out of the cars. Don't smoke. Don't, uh, don't do... He's got a number of things to explain to you. Uh, it's rather chilly. Uh, it's uh, 55, 54 or 55 degrees. Uh, and uh, I'll have some things to point out to you along the way. And he takes your tickets. Mm-hmm. How fast will these cars go? They don't go very fast. That's why it takes like 45 minutes to get there. Mm. A little faster than walking. 
Is there a more uh, artwork inside, uh, similar to? And I point up at the plaque with the tentacled people. He's like, no, those those were found here a while back, but uh, hmm. we don't exactly know that. That one we believe is Roman. No. Um, and it depicts uh, some sort of uh, uh, you know wine making ritual. It's very interesting. Not like the idea of going in a minecart. Oh, I'm excited about it. By it, they're they have seats. They're not. Uh, <laughs> they're not minecars <laughs> in the traditional sense. And um, I would like you all to we'll have do... Dorian just push from the back. Oh, there they doesn't automated. have to be. In... Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. I'd like y'all to do psych rolls. Oh, 51. I am a... 15. I'm running up on my psychology. 25, which is a hard success. Fail. <gasps> Three of the little round ones. <laughs> I think I think Carlo is coming on to me. <laughs> or he is assassin, or both. Well... Theodore and Dorian, I saw that you passed. There's just, because of all the danger that you guys have been facing, some of the things you've seen, Carlo, you're sure that it's just sort of, you know, that sort of artificial friendliness that a tour guide would have. But his smile's just a little too wide, and his his the glint in his eye is just a little bit too glinty. Uh, makes you a little nervous because he comes across to you like he's really happy to see you. Does he have all his arms and legs? As far as you can see, yeah. Okay. I have a strange feeling. Dorian, like to see all of us or to see Theodore? All of you. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so you begin your tour with the front end of the cavern. Uh, He points out some of the interesting things at first, and then you get to the place where there's the little uh, little cars. They're actually quite comfortable. They have padded seats inside. Um, There's a little train, like up at the front end of it, that powers it. Um, Is it a little steam train? It's a little steam train. Very cute. Uh, how um, many cars are on the train? Um, uh, we'll say that today there's only like four cars, but they I, can add a lot more if they're really busy. They expected a light day with the weather and all. Right. I'm going to endeavor to get into the same car with a nice German couple. Okay. Yeah, I, I will too, since... The Kanal and Sprechen zusammen, yeah. Yeah. Viel Spaß. Let's give them names. Uh, Hans and Frida. Hasenpfeffer. Schmecklich. And the other couple is... uh, Italian names. Uh, uh, 
Rafael. Fernando. Fernando. And uh, Bella. Francesca. Francesca. Uh, Francesco and Francesca. That would be really interesting. <laughs> um, we'll say their last name is uh, Donatelli. All right, so down you go. And the the cars are close enough together to where Carlos Carlo can occasionally sort of stand up. The the train will slow down and he will point out very interesting features. Uh the place is lit by incandescent light, uh, but not not as beautifully lit as the karst caverns that you were in the other day. Um uh, these 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 tunnels are extensive, but they're not as grand as the huge cavern that you were in. Um, but some of the features that he points out, um, it's like he uh, he smiles at you and he says, "Now this area here is called the sepulchre because it it looks it's got a vaulted ceiling. It almost looks like a gigantic tomb." And uh, and this feature, as you're going along, he'll say, this is the dead man's bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like piles of bones. And and here is the brain. It looks like a gigantic, convoluted brain. And over there is the beheaded dwarf. Huh. Uh, I wonder if any of them are, don't have morbid names. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a little bacon and eggs or uh, Easter basket theme. <laughs> So I would like you all to do listen rolls. Oh there we go. There's the ninety-eight I'm used to. Ninety-six will not suffice. That is a hard twenty is a hard uh, wait. Yeah, twenty is a hard success on listen. Okay. Those of you who, who passed. There is a there is an interesting audio illusion that you hear because the some of the some of the caverns are tight they don't echo some of them are bigger then you can hear echoes off in the distance and you can hear distant sounds of it almost sounds like roaring or uh, not roaring but um like grinding sounds uh like metal on metal um and you're not sure if it's just echoes of your own wheels on the rail, uh, but it sounds something like that. Huh. So you finally get to the end of the little trolley car. Uh, it halts, and uh, there are lighted footpaths. He invites you all out uh, into the cavern itself. It's it's pretty it's interesting there's strange features here and there there is an underground river that you can see flowing over to one side uh that's etched itself into the limestone itself um and he says uh he says uh there is a strange animal that lives here in the caves uh it is called uh an ulm uh but uh uh, it is uh, also called in Italian uh, pesce umano, the human fish. Ugh. 
and he uh, goes over to the the little rivulet and waits there and looks around for a moment and thrusts his hand into the water. And um, he brings up what looks like a kind of an eel. It's um, pinkish, um, or perhaps no pigment, so it's just kind of flesh-colored. It's a strange, wide-mouthed sort of fish. There are no eyes, and it has appendages instead of fins where you would expect them to be there are like little arms and hands that are attached now they're not really human but they're more amphibian i guess is what this thing is it's probably not a fish it's probably an amphibian and he uh he brings it over to show you and he holds it out to kind of scare the ladies uh, they don't then he he thinks that's funny um but it is a very strange looking thing and for a moment it almost reminds you of the thing you saw in venice for a moment in the water only that mm-hmm. was much larger right you know than this thing is how, how big is this thing um this thing is maybe a foot and a half close to two feet long but he says they they sometimes get much larger tell huh. me uh friend carlo do uh where does this water empty into no one knows uh it's uh underground river well like i say we're 1500 feet underground at this point um but we know the direction surely you have mapped of the maps of the place does it head toward any oh, these caves have not river? been have not been mapped completely. Um, oh. Karst oh. Cave, the Karst Cave back in uh, Trieste uh, has been thoroughly mapped. Uh, most of this cave has not, so I would not suggest you leave the path oh. because uh, one could get lost. How many do you lose in Africa, Carlo? A people never. It's good to know. People are a little bit afraid to uh, decide to wander off into the caves themselves. Yeah. It gets very dark very quickly, I'm sure. Does a compass work down here, or are there mineral deposits that interfere? Oh, I'm sure that a compass would probably work. There's no more minerals down here. Most of this is limestone, not iron. Um, mm. He says, you you mentioned uh, the light. Uh, I'll show you up ahead. Um just so that we all understand. Uh, and as he, he leads you into a larger cavern, and he says, um, now people don't understand how really truly dark it is. We're used to the dark on the outside of the world where there are stars and there are the sun and the moon, and at night it's not really dark. In here there is no source of light other than the light bulbs, and when it is dark, it is truly dark. And I'd like to show you what what this place is like when there is no light at all. You won't even be able to see your hand in front of your face. Hand on your lantern, Dursby. So he goes over to a, a panel that's been installed on the wall. And he says, uh, he says, uh, 
now you will see. And he pulls the thing down on it, and he's, uh, it, it gets very dark, and he says, if you listen carefully, you can hear the cave growing, drip by drip by drip. Hmm. Everybody do listen. Hard again. Well, you can hear drip, drip, drip. And other noises, too. You can hear one another and the Italian couple and the German couple sort of shifting around a bit in the dark. And as you're standing there, um, you're hearing more than that. You're hearing some shuffling. And uh, and why isn't Carlo turning the lights back on? I'm going to... Uh... Okay, Carlo, we've, uh, we've all experienced what the dark is. We don't want the, the ladies to become frightened. There's also a trick of the light that's happening in your mind. You're seeing that sort of energy-deprived sparkles, you know, on your retina as they're they're trying to find something. Mm -hmm. um, the lights suddenly come back on. Mm -hmm. You hear him pull this back up. And you suddenly realize that there are about 10 more people in this room than were there a minute ago. They're all... Uh, warmly dressed, uh, they're all Italian, and standing in the middle of them and stepping forward is Antonio Termona. Ah, oh, my friend! Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, aren't we all friends? Uh, the medallion, please. Hmm. Come, come. We know you've probably found it by now. Why do you think that we have found it in a day when you have been looking for it for decades? We think that you had some help, something that we never had. We couldn't decode what we needed to decode, but we've been watching you, and we know you have it. Hand it over, and maybe we'll let you go free. At that point, the Italian man and his girlfriend or wife, uh, he's like, what is this all about? How dare you? And the German man seems to look very nervous, too. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he's like, shut up, you. Uh, I mean, if of... we read your book uh, cor correctly, I mean, what do you need it for? Are you not already in league with the things down here? Yes, and we wish to give it to them. Now, yeah, come, come, give it to me or we'll kill you all and we will take it for ourselves. You can do psychology. But if we don't... Because I think he's kidding. God. Uh, I, I could spend two points of luck to pass. That is my... Fourth consecutive roll between 90 and 100. Nice. <laughs> it's 96. Well, if you pass, you're pretty sure he's going to kill you anyway. Yeah. Um, Looking at them, are they like 
they're dressed in like clothes you said warm weather warm clothes well, or warm weather they're like in coats. italian clothes but they're they're obviously flunk uh flunkies or brutes or other members of his cult and as he's looking at you Mm-hmm. You also notice that whatever was in his sleeve sort of drops out, and it is most definitely a tentacle that sort of rises up his front. Knew it. Okay. You now notice that some of the others have these too. Goddamn freaks. Um. Oh no! So they'll be able to see in the dark. I bet. Yeah, that's going to be really bad. <laughs> Did any of them have flashlights that we saw? Or are they all relying? What we would think humans would need is that one light thrown back on. You don't know if they have flashlights or not, but. We didn't see any. You don't, they're not holding flashlights. Okay. Um, some of them are do... holding probably weapons, though. Oh, okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think if there was a way... In which to call the things, Signore Carmona. I mean, if we currently have the medallion, perhaps gonna... it stands to reason that the things in the cave will like us better. Maybe <laughs> I'm gonna uh, tell the Hosten Pfeffers in German that uh, hopefully everything's going to be okay. We knew that they were crazy people, but we didn't know they were this bad. Uh, but we, you know, we, we, if we can get them out in one piece, we'll get them out in one piece. These people are insane. They are members of a cult, I think. Uh, time is time is wasting. Give us the medallion now, or we'll take it from you. Signore Tamona, why don't you show us uh, this? Um, your friends down here. Why don't you introduce us? Uh, he yes. says you don't know what you're talking about. And this tentacle suddenly lashes forward um, towards towards Doctor Kerr's, and uh, and wraps around your arm, and ah. he he pulls you towards him, and he says, "Give me the coin now! Give me the medallion!" And as he says that, one of his flunkies standing next to him suddenly. It makes this strange move. He goes like this as you see this knife coming through his chest from behind. And suddenly you notice that there are more people in the room than there were a few minutes ago. ago, And these look like Turks. Oh, Jesus Jesus Christ. And there is suddenly a pandemonium. Oh, my God. Who who are we going to throw in with? This is insane. I uh, I I head away from the melee. Everybody let, knew let, about the cave. <laughs> let them fight it out. <laughs> oh my god! We need to get the civilians. We need to get some curs. Yeah, we we have to. He's still being held on to. Oh, as a, since the fellow got a uh, thing through his gut, he probably is not so hard on my arm. Yeah, can I right. pull it yeah. off? He's yeah. he's surprised. He's reacted with quite surprise. And then suddenly there is melee between <laughs> tentacled cultists and brothers of the skin, it would seem like, going on. I think it's time for us to go. 
and try to bury, like try to usher the innocent couples with us if they are innocent. Well, there's. Uh, I think they are. This is all going on between you and the way out. So there's not like there's slashing and there's. Looks like the Brotherhood of the Skin has knives and machetes and big meat hooks. And it's been a very good time. If if to get to is the there, um, but that's the only way out. No, there's lots of caves going out of this. Yeah. <laughs> is, this is where the tour train stops. Does the tour train only go back, or does it go further on? No, it only goes back, but it's also. 300 feet back down the, the place where you were. Oh, we have been wondering. Yeah. Are there, are there fallen, are like people dying and they're like fallen weapons? Um, it's, this is all one second a- yeah. after that yeah. it's happened. So I'm yeah. waiting to hear what you want to do. There yeah. probably think, will be. I think we should go down the way the Turks came from. <laughs> they came down they, the same place way you did. They came up. Oh, they did. The oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I think it. we, we grabbed the innocence and, we choose a dark title. Dursby has a light, and we wait quiet and see who kills who. Yep, okay. I'll grab, uh, I'll grab uh, Hans. So, <laughs> so the the chambers, the big caverns, light main lights are still on. Correct. Yes. Okay. Good. So we can we can do that. We can try to dash to one of the cave outlets and hunker down in there. Okay. Now the women are probably screaming. Um, it's very echoey. I'm sure there's lots of screaming and snarling yeah. and and yelling and 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 all that and flailing about. Um, one thing, one impression that you get as you are making your way back is there is a brother of the skin slashing with his uh, machete at one of these cultists and the cultist has a tentacle wrapped around him and keeping him at bay so that he's just sort of futilely uh thing mm-hmm. but uh he's being thrashed by this tentacle that seems in this case to be coming right out of the guy's chest lovely does it seem like the tentacle people are are having an upper hand on the uh seems like they're pretty evenly matched at this point you're seeing all kinds of stuff if um as we're moving, if I spot someone that's um uh, one of the guys with the machete or maybe looks like they're kind of distracted, I might try and whack his arm, see if I can get him to drop that machete with my baton. Okay. Um well yeah, because the cultists on both sides, at least some of them are coming in your direction. Yeah. I'm gonna try and Hit someone to try and get a better weapon that uh all right stick. All right, go ahead and do a ball ball. Come on, baby. I don't have that much luck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you narrowly miss getting hit by the, the machete as it swings around. Um and this this guy is is uh now fighting with another of the cultists. Um, you can hear Termona in the crowd saying, someone get the medallion. The medallion is all important to us. And I'll just yell out in a sort of changed voice, the medallion's not here. 
right. In my um, best lie possible. <laughs> Hopefully, right, I don't have so to you do guys have you guys have scooted back. You're you're in in like a uh, the mouth of a tunnel leading out of the room. That will um, be something that goes a little upwards. I don't want to start sliding down and fall into an infinite well. Well, do a luck roll. Mm-hmm. I'm overdue. <laughs> you know how that works. Yes, twenty-five. Okay. Yeah, I'm it lucky. might be. It might be slanting up somewhat. Um, and and we, you know, sorry, ladies, we just have my, to. It might also recurve around. I mean, these things are not in any way straight. No. no. All right. Um, Theodore, you brought your gun, right? I sure did. And, uh, yeah, just one of them, though, So, in my hunting knife. That's all I got. You um, you notice one of the brothers of the skin uh, is is uh, moving swiftly towards the uh, electric light switch. Okay, so we need to hustle up to get to our our um our cave so we don't have to give our position away with the flashlight because i don't want to use the flashlight unless it's absolutely necessary i don't want him to turn that light off shoot him shoot how how close is he to it oh he's quite a ways away across the and there's a lot of people in the way of course who cares they're all oh yeah with the light on i'll just you know take a knee and like just uh Try to level around and I'm gonna point my ears because this is gonna Yeah, keep your mouth open. All right. I'll take a take a nice aimed shot at the guy. May, may I shoot? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Come on, please. Please, please, please. Please. Oh, well, that's definitely a hit. How good of a hit is that? Let's see. Oh darn. Okay, it's regular. I can make it a I can make it a hard though. Would that matter? No. Actually, doesn't. I guess it wouldn't really matter because you can't. That's right. You can't dodge a bullet. He's not trying to dodge, so he's not even trying to defend himself or fight back. He's going for that switch. Right, so I got you a hit nice him. Go ahead and forty-four, forty-five round into the guy. And uh, okay, okay. Ooh, that's a ten plus two, full twelve with a forty-five round into the guy. You see your bullet hit him maybe here in the chest, a good spot yeah. to hit, and it literally blows a hole through him. There's that sort of flash of being able to see right <laughs> through him as you Ouch. hit. And his reaction is to look down at the wound and turn off the light. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Now, when the light goes off, you said you were going to try to get farther into the cave so that you don't give it away. When the light goes off, you can see some of the cultists' eyes glow in the dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. So they probably can see us. So what are you going to do? Be quiet and still. Are you going to stay, stay where you are? Or are you going to try to go farther? Or are you going to try to find your way somewhere? Well, link hand. We should link hands at least if we're going to move. Also, oh, it is dark. 
they can see us maybe with those eyes. We could also see them with those eyes. And if we wait long enough, there will be fewer of whoever is left. If they kill all but two of each other, then we only have two combatants. So we lay low until the battle is resolved, yeah? Well, I don't know how good those knives and machetes are going to be if if a wound from them is just going to heal back up. I just blasted a huge hole with a forty-five in a guy, and it just yeah. sort of didn't so do anything. The, so the Skin Brothers don't die easy, and the other ones can see, and they are hurting each other. I like it. Let them hurt each other until they are tired. I don't want to get lost in the caves, and as soon as we turn the light on, whoever is a, a, awake will be on us like this. Yeah, exactly. For now, we have to keep the civilians quiet. Yeah, so we just be hard hang, enough. Yeah, lay low, be quiet, and just hang out in our cave side cave. Unfortunately, the women have a hard time not crying, mm. you know, and and making noise. Um, yeah, as a men too, I think. Yeah, just not. <laughs> you can't really see each other or the others who are with you, but you get the impression that the German and his wife are going to try and just leave. They're going to not, they're not going to go back out into the room, but they're going to go deeper into the cave. You can hear them uh, stumbling along, you know, this, this way, this way, maybe they'll find a way out. Oh, 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 oh that's really it's very deep. Just hide by the train, perhaps. Don't get lost. They're I don't gonna understand what's going on. I don't understand. Yeah, we don't either. <laughs> yeah, lay low. But you have to wait. If you if we wait, you might get out of here, but you'll never get out of there going off into the dark. Um. This goes on for a couple of seconds, uh, and the lights suddenly come back on again. And now it's a uh, it's a Loigor cultist who's reached out a tentacle and turned the lights back on so that they can continue to fight. Um, Does it look like numbers have changed, or is it still like they're not really killing each other? Not much. And you start to get the impression that that uh, you see in one case, um, you see uh, a brother of the skin standing over uh, uh, one of these cultists. Um, he's got a large gash. You can see it on his shoulder. And you think that he is reciting some sort of magical spell. Uh, over the cultist, and with a knife, he's flaying off a piece of skin, maybe this long, and then slapping it onto the wound, and it's fusing onto his own skin. Mm-hmm. Is this sanity check time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole situation, you could do a sanity check. Yeah. This is pretty creepy. Just off of that uh, description, it's seventeen. This is normal cave stuff. Yeah, this is normal. <laughs> oh, Twenty nine. Yeah, you're right. It's, you can take it's, one, or you can do a one d four. What one if you pass? Yeah. I if you if you hold the medallion, does it like want to lead you somewhere? 
Did, am I getting anything other than uh, what you would mention? Well, or not necessarily, not that you mentioned anything, but is there any anything? No, you're not. You're not getting a signal of any kind. Okay. Um, uh, you you hear some crumbling sounds, like rock crumbling, uh, and you see a number of large stalactites break loose from the ceiling and come down on the crowd. Um, some of them are impaled, uh, but it would seem that when a brother of the skin gets impaled, doesn't seem to kill him. Mm -hmm. Whereas the cultists don't do quite as well, but... Uh, Um, three of the cultists, uh, are now heading in your direction. Uh, cult of Loigor are the skin. The Loigor, yeah. Okay. Okay. okay, if we can get rid of two of them and then be forced, the remainder, it, remaining one to lead us to the place we need to go. Does it, does it look like they're headed toward us, toward us because they know we're here or is it by chance? It looks like they might have seen you go in this direction, so okay. they've broken away from the crowd and they're heading towards you. All right, it, are these the cultists that took the uh, forty-five round, or no. these no. are not? No, those are, no so, these... so there's the cultists, which are the tentacle people, and there's the brothers of the skin, which are the very durable people. Yeah, the Turkish okay. fellows. So the... So the very durable people that can take a forty-five round—they're the ones coming towards us. No, no, it's the no. other one. Oh, oh, good. So the I have court. one it's last tentacle. Being, I have a, I, I still have some faith. Maybe, maybe a good forty-five might do something. I would be. Uh, I mean, that gun's going to draw a lot of attention to us, really. Well, oh, I know. I, I would only but... use it if, if it's like we're going to be killed. Well, I'm prepped with my baton that. To smack the I, shit out. I of have them. my I have my fists. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're gonna fire. Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm oh. I'm only gonna do it if they if I if they're like right on top of us and they see us and they're gonna come at us. Then I'll I'll do that. But otherwise, I'll just try to hide, just stay okay. hidden. Maybe they'll go right by me. All right. Well, there. Yeah, there's not any way to hide. Right. If they come up to the place where you guys are, they'll they'll know you're there. Um, you're pretty sure they know you're there as they're approaching. You know, it's like it's like there they are. Get them. You know, one of them has the medallion. Um, you also notice they have guns as well. Oh. Hmm. Okay. So we just. Are their guns start, drawn? Start blasting, get some more guns. Yeah, their guns are drawn. Okay. okay, so as best I can from a from a hidden rock or whatever, taking so the best cover I can, I'll I'll just take a, a shot into the very first person in there that's coming at us. So before they get into knife range, you'll hopefully can drop one of them. If allowed. Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Okay, please, please hit hit. Oh, Oh well, okay. It's a standard hit again. Darn, 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 darn. But I mean, still a hit nonetheless. Uh, okay, so come on, come on, D ten plus two. Be nice to me. Be nice. Ooh, nine plus two. That's an eleven. Okay. Does that go right through them or? Um, it certainly hits one of them. Um, 
and you see him fall backwards. And as he falls backwards, a number of tentacles come out from his inside and shake in the air for a second and fall down. Uh, the other two don't seem to hesitate. They keep coming forward. Um, they're here. They're over here like this. But granted, pandemonium still going on. Yeah, There's yeah. still 20 or 30 yeah. cultists all fighting around. Um, they start to go into tunnels as well mm. in a, an attempt to maybe circumnavigate or... You think that the Loiger cultists know the tunnels way better than the... Uh... Yeah, I think they do. So do we just attend the ceremony with them at this point before they rip us to shreds? I think we take mm-hmm. just try to take one of them alive and force them at gunpoint to lead us to where we think that they're going to have the simulacra piece. Well, as soon as I can, I'm going to swing at, at one of them because there's two of them here and if we're only going to take one alive, I'm going to bash the other one. Hopefully Maybe don't they will make a... knock him out. What if we say we can trade this piece for the medallion? You have something of interest to us. You you have something. So you notice the Dorian's disappeared. <laughs> I swing, I swing, and hit him, hit him in the temple on accident, and he dropped. <laughs> um. No, Dorian was there yeah. a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was standing over here by this part of the cave, the the, the, the tunnel that you're in. Um, Gunter, you're up in the front. Theodore, you're up in mm-hmm. the front. Dr. Neruda and Dr. Kurz do a spot hidden roll. They're coming from behind us. 75 is a no-go. I can spend one to be successful. Okay. You spend one to be successful. You realize that in the cave, right in the area where Dorian was standing, there is actually an opening. It's kind of hidden behind a rock. Um, And there seems to be a mark that has been carved into the... uh, into the limestone above it. Um, definitely not, definitely a man-made sort of mark. But it looks like it might be the entrance to another passage. And you think Dorian may have either fallen in or gone that way. Grab Thursby, come this way. Okay, I'll... I'll uh, um... I'll take, if I can, if I may, I'll I'll take one last parting shot at the the next guy coming, and then just try to to follow up the rear through that opening. Okay, you fire your gun, and you notice that when you do, it causes a little bit of an avalanche. Um, some of the stalactites break loose from up above and come crashing down. They're not large enough to kill people, but um, they can definitely injure people. Um, and of course, distract them. Um, the last thing you see before you slip out of sight is you notice, um, two of the Loigor cultists are heading towards one of the brothers of the skin, 
And the brother of the skin has a dead body next to him that, that they've managed to kill. And you see him reach down with his hand and almost rip a chunk of flesh off of the dead body. And when he does, looking at these other cultists, he goes like that and throws it. And as he does, you see it sort of open up like almost like a little parachute or something. And it hits one of the cultists in the face and wraps itself around him. And you see him struggling to breathe as he falls down. Mm -hmm. uh, and that you, you could take a sanity roll for that, but you guys are in enough <laughs> Dear God. terror what at the moment. Earth. Pass. Yay, pass. Thank goodness. Not the way I wish to die, among others. Yeah. So I'm feeling my way down this narrow passage. Right. And as soon as it's it. completely dark, I might try a match if I feel like I'm surrounded. Yes, you can do that. Um, you can see that you're in a, in a, it's not really what I would call a smooth tunnel, but it's, um, it seems to have been worn away over centuries by maybe water or something. So everything is kind of glassy and smooth as it as it goes uh goes farther in um you can also feel air you know coming from that direction does it smell uh, like fresh air or like really stagnant uh actually we're 1500 feet underground so that's not going to be fresh air well yeah but it's not it's cold it's cold air so it's not huh. uh it doesn't smell stagnant or bad or anything like that um so you make your way along it's kind of windy you know you can feel it winding around you can also feel that there is um there is moisture in the air uh it's it's cold wet and humid um and there is a kind of an echo that makes you that leads you to believe you're about to go into a much larger cavern area and you you can tell that that way is out because it's it's the only tunnel you know going in that direction and as you step forward um you can see with uh with gunter's torch and with uh you know, a lit match for a few for a flash a moment. That there is a large cavern with a lake that is in the center of it. It's cold and black and flat. Oh, and I'm reminded of the passage we read in the medieval text. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh no, there are huge limestone formations everywhere and uh in the in your uh your flashlight beam they sparkle like with crystals and um if it hadn't been such a terrifying experience uh probably would be kind of lovely um and then Something happens that um, a little hard to explain. It would be even hard for you to explain afterwards. There is a 
a sound, a voice, a, uh, an intelligence that intrudes on your mind. And you couldn't say male or female or deep or high-pitched, but the voice says, so, at last you have brought it. And I need you to do... Uh, needs you to do an intelligence roll and a power roll and tell me which roll wins over the other. Intelligence? Yeah. All of us? Or, yes. Or just, okay. Intelligence? Oh, crud. Intelligence is 100. My pow, <laughs> my pow one. Yeah, I got an extreme on pow and a regular on int, so pow. Same. Mm -hmm. I got a hard on intelligence and I failed my power. Yeah. Okay. Hard pass on power and a 100 on intelligence. A fumble okay. threat. What comes over you? Um, uh, uh, you need, uh, okay, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Do a sanity roll, and it's a 1d4 pass or fail. Well, well in 99. Uh, 27. Yay. Yes. Okay, there's a single pass. So it's one for pass. Do passing. I take the full four with the 99? No, Point. just roll. 100. <laughs> oh, one. That's a real. That's nice. Really. What washes over you with this voice in your mind, this crushing voice in your mind, is utter despair and depression um if your uh intelligence got the better role um you you somehow realize that that despair uh it's part of the loigor's energy and um it's it's outside your mind and you still feel depressed, but you can recover from that depression rather quickly. If Pow got the higher role, uh, you have a sort of a loss of faith in, in this whole thing. Uh, you really would like to return home and forget the quest and, uh, uh, or, or just sit down and wait to die. Um, nothing matters. All is lost. Uh, and that powerful negative feeling will last for 1d6 times five minutes. Oh, geez, 1d6 times five minutes. 1d6. If you aren't affected, if you aren't affected like that, if you if your intelligence passed, you can reduce that in your friends by half by talking to them, mm. getting them yeah, to I'm... not despair. Uh, it's time for me to just sit down up against the stalactite or something i mean uh, i i don't i don't see why it matters we're all going to be dust in, in a in I mean, time you, anyway you saw what they were doing out there how could we ever stop people who yeah uh, the, we we have winkelman gave us this for a reason and the battle upstairs is dependent upon the battle down here, so to speak. 
bring it. Bring me the coin. Do we give the coin to this cre- this entity here? It's does what it, we brought it for. Is, yeah? what, yes. What does it? It doesn't matter now. In this way, we stop Never them did. from doing it. As you, know. as you look around, Doctor Kurz, um, you notice that there is a a tons of stuff that's in this cave, mm. all around the edges of the lake. Much of it covered in limestone and deposits. You're sure this is where the artwork mm-hmm. and stuff came from? There seem to be numerous uh, odd odd, odd things here and there. It looks like there are uh, books, scrolls, um, mm-hmm. little statues, odd-shaped things. Um, do a spot hidden for me. Neruda, it's as you said, this is a dragon's lair. Everything is here somewhere, including the limb. Maybe there is more. Did you pass? Fail. Oh. Well, um, you don't find it, but if it's anywhere, it's probably here somewhere. Oh, Neruda, this this is where it is. Quickly. Oh. There are other treasures here. Look look and see what you can find. I will deal with this thing. Uh, we can dig through the uh, castaway uh, elements of other failed lives. <laughs> oh, uh, Tom, uh, chat at you. I mean, whether whether we find anything from this collection or we add our own bones to it. We have come so far. We have seen so many terrible things. So many have died. Here we have treasures unknown. In addition to this curse and simulacrum, who knows what wisdom is down here? Naruto, you believe in wisdom and study? Bloch, you believe in the beauty of the world? I. There are things here that you can never find anywhere else. Thirsty. I mean, what, what what good is wisdom if, when all of humanity's will is going to perish? Oh, I no forgot. No one to remember the books, the study, the none of it. Oh, it only matters if it lasts forever. You don't know your uh, your Coleridge, no. I suppose. If if he is trying to cheer you up, then you can reduce the amount of despair by half. <laughs> this is me trying to cheer you up. <laughs> so my, so, my, look my, into my, the my abyss. Bowl, the abyss is so much fun. Thirty minutes is now fifteen minutes. Yeah. So. Uh, my ten read, minutes down. Read five this. Minutes. Read this, Samuel Beckett. You'll feel better. Samuel, what? Uh, no. Right, Thirsty, so give to me the coin. Look around. Uh, find the treasures. Oh, uh, this is just not worth it. It's not worth it. No, Thirsty. <laughs> Take it. Avalanche. Take it. Thank you. God's sakes, man. All right, you demon of the cave. We have some medallion you have waited so long for. Your ill-gotten gains. Thirsty puts that away. What are you going Uh, to do with the medallion? You notice, notice, Curse, something very interesting. Mm. There is a... Should we call it a pile? 
it's a pile. There are other medallions. Um, the strange thing is they've been stacked up like a stack of pennies, mm, yeah. about four feet high, perfectly balanced on one another. Hmm. Um, some look silver, some look gold. Um, little bits of, you know, uh, limestone deposited all around. And it's a very yeah. strange thing to see. It's like somebody, you know, all you'd have to do is <laughs> knock them over. Yeah, they're um, very careful. I'm, temp I'm tapping gently to see if the calcination holds them or if they are very gentle. Do, uh, do a luck roll. Everybody's <laughs> cast these days. 28. So good. Yeah, you it teeters, but it doesn't fall over. Yeah. Sis, do you want this for on top, demon? We have come a long way and there are men behind us. Well, things behind us. Are you are you hold you're holding on to it? Yeah. With any strength? Or just holding on to it? I'm I I guess I'm trying to get attention. It's not in my palm, it's between my fingers. Okay. If I feel it'll turn, I will certainly grip it. Okay. It does suddenly feel like it wants to move on itself. Mm, yeah. So we have it. What do you have for us? There is no answer. The room remains as still as, as you know, there's nothing. There's no, not a ripple in the water. Man, look around for the simulacrum piece. We don't have forever down here. Yeah, I know. This is you look not around, the... do a spot hidden. Are we starting? It's, it has five minutes elapsed from for despair and anything to... If you start looking around, 15 minutes will go by pretty quickly. Okay, yeah. all right. So I think okay, I'm... so I'm back. I'm originally kind of just moping around as I look, but then as uh... I start to kind of... This spot hidden is a hard success. I still suck at spot hidden, though. So. Snapping out of my despair. Oh, six on oh, spot hidden. That's yeah. an extreme success. Very good. That's the spirit. As the cool ridge finally gets through to me. <laughs> I'm very cold now, by the way. No, well, you're actually, not. No, I guess I'm not. Oh, yeah. Okay, not very cold. Okay, good. But... <laughs> I just asked you to do a power roll. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Ooh, a 31. That's a hard pass. Hard pass. All right. That's cool. I'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. So, Dr. Naruti, you're looking around. You see a pile of uh, encrusted stuff. You don't know what it is. Um, there are some uh, scrolls, some books, and there is what looks like a ceramic leg. It's partly buried in limestone encrustation. But you're pretty sure it's the only leg you see around. Well, kind of gritting my teeth, I'll kind of point at it. Um, be like, I think I found it. And I'll, I guess this is my burden to bear. I'll pick it up. All right. Well, you have to kind of break through the 
mm-hmm. aligns to holding it. But that only takes you a few minutes. Yeah. It's pretty brittle. It all shatters. All the, the limestone shatters around it. Um, metal and uh, these books and scrolls and things are all destroyed and damaged. They're, uh, they've been, you know, wet and uh, dripping. The leg is there, and it is this bright or dark, glowing sort of purple color, bluish purple. And you can see, as you've seen before, that there are strange markings on it that seem to move. Uh, but you pick it up, and uh, when you do, uh, uh, Dr. Kurz, uh, you're still gripping the coin, um, you can feel that the coin wants to go towards the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have the medallion you asked for. In uh, With regards to Herr Winkelmann, if I release this medallion, you will bring us to the surface safely? There's no answer. We wish to take this prize away from your hoard. Should we take the medallion away with us? There is suddenly a mental crashing again, like like uh, ocean waves crashing against your mind. It says, give us the medallion. Are we ready to go, gentlemen? It's yeah. yes. angry. Which way out thing? Which way out for us? No answer. I will release it if you release us. No answer. Gentlemen, any ideas? If not, I'm going to no. open my hand. Yeah, release it. It's what Winkleman wanted us to do to return it here. Yeah. All right. Okay. I open my fist. The second you open your fist, the, the coin flies from your hand. You see it fly out towards the center of the, the lake and then just drop straight down into the lake. There's a ripple of water uh, that goes out from the center. What do you guys want to do? I think now we run for it's our time lives. to move. Yes, I have. Yes, yeah, I, I have. I have the right leg. Run! Let's go. It's time to, it's time to go. <laughs> so flashlight on. Moving. I'll hold up the rear. Okay. You head back up the passageway. You 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 think you can still hear the occasional. Uh, noise from up above uh you're not sure it's not not as bad as it was um but eventually you work your way back up to the uh the entrance that you found the the small entrance that you found um uh when you peek your head out the lights are on and the fighting seems to have spread out out of this room you think you can hear it in the tunnels around you but the way towards where the light switch is and the the tunnel going back to the trains there you also figure 
that as slow as that train was, you could probably run along the tracks almost faster than the train. And much more quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no sign of the Italian couple, I assume. Uh, no, you don't see the German couple either. Or the Germans, yeah. Yeah, it's we should just yeah, go along the tracks, maybe flip the light off behind us and use our use a flashlight. Yeah, that will only slow down the skinless ones. I guess maybe they're scarier. Yeah, I'm I'm far more scared of them than I am of the Lawyer cult. Yes. It's up yeah. to you. You're the one bearing the limb. I say we shut the light off and let Theodore lead the way with the flashlight. Theodore and Gunter. And then with our bodies in the way, it would be harder to hit us. And if you carry the leg behind you, it will deflect any gunfire. (laughs) These things are impervious. All right, let's do it. Flip the switch and up we go. All right. We will just it, it, you 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 switch off the light, uh, which puts some of them at a great disadvantage to find their way. Um, but at least it gives you a great deal of time. Um, it still takes you about forty minutes to get back up to the main cave. Um, There is nobody in the main part of the cave. I guess Carlo was the guy. And uh, he's back there somewhere. Um, So you immediately uh, leave the cave. Um, You head back down the path. And when you get there, there are like 20 cars that are parked in the uh, parking lot at this point. Huh. Um, Theodore, give me your knife. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, here you go. Uh, are there people? Uh, are there people out around? I no. start gouging the tires. You can see in the in the snow uh, that's on the ground that all of the feet footprints lead into the cave. So okay. okay. But there, there weren't any guards left behind. Fortunately for us, then. No. Oh, thank. God. All okay. Right. After I've popped two tires per car, I'd say let's go. Yeah. Um, Gunter, when yeah. you are popping one of the tires, you notice a crumpled piece of paper. It's odd looking parchment. Maybe it's not parchment. It's lying there on the ground. Looks like it was a letter. Oh, I'll pick it up for sure. Okay. You pick it up. You continue popping yep. tires. Um, you guys get to your car and you start driving. Um, where are you driving to? You're driving to the station here. You you had all your stuff transferred. Yeah. yeah so the station yeah. here, the next so, train is leaving at... Uh, yeah. Probably about four or five. Three or four. One leaving at three. The next train leaves at 325 p.m. Yeah. So if we can reach that train, that would be the best. 
Yeah. Do who's got who's got the worst luck? Uh oof, I got a forty-three. Not high. I have a fifty-one. I've got a pretty yeah. high. I'm at fifty-four right now. Sounds like me. Like four. Uh, All right, yeah, Gunter. Yeah. Roll us some luck. Oh, maybe Dorian will be driving. <laughs> Ninety-one. <laughs> So That's you get to the train station just minutes after the trains are. Right. Yeah, is never there a, on time. Is, is there a road that's like parallel with the train tracks that we can just sort of try speeding along to the very next stop? Our luggage is here. Yeah, your luggage is all here. Uh, yeah. We could have it sent from the next stop, but any survivors will mm-hmm. have ample cause well, to we, I mean, I think, I think block Un- is... Unless oh, we wait. take the car back and block the road. It's just one road up, right? With a lot of cutbacks. Why, yeah, don't, we, we, why don't we drive back to Trieste and just cat hop the train there? You know, get on the train there. The Brotherhood's here. Could hide and, in Trieste. Although yeah. we never saw the red-haired man. Yeah, but any of his incarnations. It's true, but there's more people to hide at. Whereas, if I'm understanding, this is a small village with maybe one inn. <laughs> it's it's bigger than that. But, okay, but, but it's not well, Trieste. We could right? we can, we could just wait in the outskirts in our car. And when overnight, the next train is ready to no, not overnight. The next uh, next train next leaves, train at, 11, leaves 20, at eleven twenty-five p.m. So eight hours. So maybe we drive to some nearby village and have a meal and stay warm, and then come back for the train. They so don't have any idea where we will be. I think. I don't so think we gonna... want to wait in this town. No, awfully close. They're... Trieste is they're, only fifty miles back. Where they're fighting back to. Uh, yeah, and I, I would be a hundred percent for Trieste if it weren't for the man who changes the body, keeps the same face. But they, they will be heavily detained. They are still fighting. That's going to take them at least an hour. They're going to get to the cars that are all spiked, so they're not going to be really going anywhere. There's nothing there to like. There's not like a a mechanic station there. They'd have to hike back on the cutback road, which would take them hours to do. I mean, they, we can't assume so many things, but uh, we would have a good lead. Again, it's what I'm afraid of is the man in Trieste, not. Uh, yeah, you know, it, we know that Giovanni Termona is either alive or dead in that cave. We also know that he has failed to appease well, his god. Looking at this pamphlet, there's a town called Rakek. That yeah, probably has hmm. ten names. It's the next. Um, it's the next stop. Um, and the the journey by train there is not very long, so it's probably really close. If I look at a map. We could drive for that also. Not a bad place to find a hotel, at least. It gives us some distance. What is this place? 
Inevitable. So, so what happens? It's a, it's a customs luggage. checkpoint for the Kingdom of Serbs. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, so this is where this is where they stopped to check, check people's your, passports, right? Yeah, you might not be able to even get into the town without your passports. Yeah, and your passports are probably in your luggage at this point. They the are. thing is with the train, yeah, yeah, and uh, the leg looks like a piece of art. That we're trying to right. sneak out of the country, yeah. so we have to. Oh yeah, we so we have our luggage can... here. So let's. We need to prepare the Heidi spot for the leg. What? Or... Actually, I've got an interesting. I don't know why I'm helping you. Let's just go to another <laughs> what, village. What time does the train go back to Trieste? Oh, the train going the other. Well, I only have. We only have it in one way. But it doesn't matter. The problem is not getting to Trieste. The problem is the red-haired oh. man, as far as I'm concerned. Whether we take the car or we take the train, there's still the red-haired man in Trieste, as far as we know. Yeah. Unless yep. he was in the tunnel and we didn't see him, or he's traveled on to the next... Well, we, to the could, do, we could do something even in crazy here. We could get back on the train and switch back southbound in venice yeah when i was hoping to avoid him in Trasta, i thought about taking the train the other way except there are also there are also other trains going back and forth between trieste and postumia yeah we do we just have to align our luggage with all of this transferring yeah. Again, well, I if, if we wish bureaucracy, to, if we wish to go back to Trieste, I don't care whether we take the train or the car. Yeah, I I'm think just we afraid just... of one man in Trieste. No, I understand that, but I I still think that that's our best odds because here, they know we're here. They're looking for us. If if in Trieste, I think we've left. I think that if you are clever, you can pack all Good of gift. your luggage onto the car. It's going to, you're going to need some rope, but you'd be able to do it. I'm sure we can get some rope. Do we know where Dabrowski is? Oh, yeah. He's with us. He's just been very quiet since the depression. Oh, he's he's driving. I forgot about him. (laughs) He's the good driver. He'll be be waiting for you wherever you go. So we just drive back to Trieste. We mm. inform the stations that we'll be picking up the luggage at Postumia on the next train. And if we see the red-haired man, uh, we hit him very hard with the leg. We know it can dislodge someone's skull, practically. Yeah, and it, yeah, I like leaving the luggage here to get checked onto the train that we take from Trieste to Postumia, because if we get in t- trouble in Trieste, we don't have all the luggage to deal with. It's up here waiting mm. for us. We have a few hours to have a meal and find a nice case to put the leg in. And then we move along as if nothing happens. If the red-haired man approaches us, he does not have many of his accomplices. All right. Let's do it. Let's get out of here. All right. As I understand it, you're going to drive back to Trieste. You're going to hide out. Mm-hmm. You're going to order the... You're going to be on the what time? Train, please, Trieste. Uh, we are going 11. to be on the train. Now, the train leaving Trieste leaves at 
59 p.m. Okay. And reaches Postumia 11 something. So you just yeah. tell them that in Postumia they need to put your luggage it's on the train. On the train yeah. And then you're reunited with your luggage. Okay. That and works. their customer service is just so nice that they don't even get mad at us. Nope. Nope. I'm sorry. That happens all the time. Yeah. Yep. Every time those cultists do something, they yeah. do all <laughs> this know. sort of stuff. On the drive to Trieste, I'm going to look at that letter I found. All right. You um, unfold that letter and sort of um, straighten it out. And what you find is this. The fifth day of the corpse moon in the 1,593rd year of the flying. Charming, so forth. Sala, my brother, part of the simulacrum, most blessed by our master, may be within our grasp. We have learned that a holy segment was taken to Trieste by the armies of Napoleon. Trieste is home to a band of pathetic cultists who worship the re- weak remnants of an Atlantean dragon, of the Atlantean dragon gods. The cultists are in a habit of bringing these creatures any objects of power that they discover in order to appropriate their wealth for some great failure of theirs in times past. The history of the holy segment falls silent at Trieste, so it is certain that it has been offered to these creatures. You are to travel to Trieste with as many of our brothers as you need. Watch for these cultists and try to learn the location of their blasphemous temple, for the holy segment is surely held there. Should any seek to subvert our glorious purpose, be sure to find out what they know before you take that most proper and righteous sacrifice from their profane bodies. Praise to the skinless one. H.M. H.M. So, hmm. 1,593rd year of the flame, and it is 1923. Let me do some uh, quick Gunther math here. So at 330 AD, if we haven't seen anything that references that time, have we? Okay. No, I have a feeling we will. Yeah. (laughs) Something, something, something. So I, I I can assume, I mean, given that this is a very um, high-level communication from the tone taken, I can assume that either H.M. or Salah is the red-haired man. And I'm guessing it's the red-haired man is H.M. because he appears to be a European and so has two names and is not of Eastern extraction. No, but this letter was given to somebody. I think the red-haired man, the person who wears other people's skin. Or I think he was you. an I outsider. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he's HM. I think whoever's wearing his skin is the person who received this letter. Like, they're the head of this operation, but not the cult. Uh, yeah, we have to watch out for these names at any rate. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, HM seemed to know local things, and so I guess it's not the redhead man, perhaps. We can't assume it's a very international place. Yeah. Um, 
if you want to continue trying to figure out some interesting things from that letter, you can. Otherwise, you can do an intelligence roll. You can do both. Hmm. 46 is a regular success on intelligence. 99. <laughs> you need to get new dice. What yeah, a if night. You, if maybe if we eat the letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, regular. I didn't get much better than a Roland on my roll. So. Oh, and I, I did neglect to tell you that you think that that might not be parchment. Also, it is edible. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Standard success. They would write letters to it, each other on skin. Weirdos. It it yeah. does seem that you can infer from the letter that the brothers of the skin were not naturally in Trieste, that they were sent there by someone. Yeah. And the right, disparaging the, way they talk about the uh, the Loiger cultists. Yeah. Them following us. I mean, what we we saw the the Brotherhood of the Skin trailing us after we visited Tremona. You saw the you had the redheaded man, who was Italian, following you after Termona. Yeah, but there was yes. like, and then you saw the brothers of the, the skin yes. capture the redheaded man. Yeah, I think the redheaded man is not HM or anyone. I think it was possibly Tremona's. a lawyer lawyer cult yeah, that got his ass skinned and it's being worn by right. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is that the brotherhood of the skin, their interest in us was because we had spoken with. Or Tremona was interested in us. Yeah. They don't necessarily know that we have all of this stuff with us. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The letter, thinking. the letter did very specifically say if anyone else tries to interfere, discover what they learn. So it does not suggest that they are very well informed about us. They, they, they didn't say also while you're in Trias, look out for this group that we think has all the other pieces. <laughs> Yeah, in their unguarded luggage at the train depot in the Podunk, <laughs> it's just sitting there waiting to be picked up. <laughs> All of them. All right, I think that's a good. We'll, we'll assume that you've gone back to Trieste and you're hiding out somewhere. Um, good. we'll, we'll really... assume you go right back to your previous hotel, the good one. Um, there's no cultists at the train station now. You have a feeling they all went to Postumia when oh, yeah. they figured out you were going there. Now they have no idea. And they probably wouldn't assume you went backwards. They'd assume that you went <laughs> forward. Fingers mm -hmm. crossed. So I think little little the depths of our paranoia, we're going to go switch back southbound in Paris. <laughs> Yeah, still have no idea where we take are. a cruise around oh, the yeah. other side of the planet too. We're gonna there see. you go, swing by Peru, screwing off. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, we'll call it there. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, David Gasway, Stuart Lipley, Keith Craig, and Josh Harwood. With yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. 
and punch the bell icon for the updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft, a Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Thank you.